0: All right, you primitive
1: screwheads, listen up.
0: Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew and we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today we are closing off reboot ween with the 2023 prequel to the 2019 remake of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery and correct that is spelled S E M A T A R Y. Stephen King has heard a lot about that. He is very very sorry. Sorry. that's um, just a weird blind spot of his. He doesn't know how to spell cemetery. And yes, I, I, I know
1: it's because it's from per, perspective
0: of the child and everything like that, but that was my dumb joke.
1: Anyway, Andrew, how the hell are you doing? You know, I'm I'm doing pretty great, man. It's been been a week since our, our last episode and I've already uh you know, I'm sticking with my um thirty one days of horror. I got I got to watch Yeah, how's that uh, going? Good. I got I watched Slaughterhouse last night. Uh, Ooh.
0: And for those of you who haven't listened to the previous episodes, Andrew is doing a horror movie every single day for the month of October.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but, uh, I, I watched two exorcist movies. I watched Shark Exorcist and The Pope's Exorcist, both of which were better than the Exorcist Believer. Uh, wait, 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 wait. But Shark Exorcist? Yeah. I, okay. I'd actually, I, that's, I, that movie is good in the sense that it's really bad. Uh, it's really, okay. really bad. It's definitely like some guy has, like, there's just like, it's like a few friends, obviously, in this movie. Um, but Nathan, on a, on uh, Instagram said that he thinks that, like, uh, I think he knows that, like, this person is, like, apparently, like, they make a lot of shark movies. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So I might have to watch them all. Uh, but I also watched a movie called Wild Zero, which is a uh, a movie, a Japanese film, about aliens who turn people into zombies uh, in mm. Japan. Um, and it literally, it stars a band called uh, Guitar Wolf. And it's basically, like, uh, I don't even like, know how to describe it. It's, like, basically, like, this zombie thing's going on, but at the same time, Guitar Wolf, uh, the band uh who also has the main character the names the main characters names are guitar wolf bass wolf and jum wolf are like driving around they're like motorcycle gang uh and they're just kind of elements of this story it's it's really fucking are they, weird. metal
0: gear solid bosses or something
1: i mean you you it almost sounds like it uh <laughs> it's it's really weird it's like
0: or no 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 no, no. better better joke it is the uh that the, the star fox antagonist there we go <laughs> yeah the entire time <laughs>
1: It, but it's it was really fun. Uh, I mean, like you know, I think I feel like in this last week I watched a lot of like uh, fun movies. And actually, I did revisit Bring It On: Cheer or Die as well. You know, because I forgot. Oh, nice. Out, why not? You know, I was I was, I was in the mood uh, after I watched Spirit of Halloween, and I was like, I want to watch Bring It On: Cheer or Die. Um, but yeah, I, no, I, Bring It On:
0: Cheer or Die. That was one of ours in Reboot Ween last year. That was our kind of mystery. Um, reboot and uh, both of us honestly were pretty warmed up to it it was it was very low budget but with what they did with it it was a very fun positive horror movie and uh we would recommend it
1: so oh absolutely like i actually i, so I i've been logging all my, my uh you know watches on um uh what's what's that thing that you monitor x red that letterbox thank you and i realized that i erroneous, erroneously gave it a uh, three and a half stars last year so i had to bump mm-hmm. up to five this year on the rewatch because mm-hmm. classic it was it's just such like a such a I think it. I think like for what, just the time I watched that movie, and after watching Halloween uh, ends and um, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, I think it just like <laughs> it had no better opportunity to be a great movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, and I you know I I think uh, as our review will go on today, I think I might have a similar feeling. Uh, but how are you doing, Dan? That was, that was a lot for me. How are you doing? <laughs>
0: yeah, doing good, doing good. Um, now this is another part where I'm just trying to think about what happened to me the, over the past week. Um, I have some bruises from Krav Maga the other day. Oh. That That's fun. That's very, very fun. We were working tight-down tech techniques. So now I know how to ankle-pick somebody when you're in a uh, clinch uh, position with them. It's a lot of fun. Um, pick their ankle. Yeah. Yeah, you pick their ankle. That's how it goes. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. Just grab it and grab that ankle. Anyway. well no i mean you got to set it up first of course like from there you got to get into some sort of clinching position and then from there you got to get to the actual position usually to some sort of russian arm or arm drag and then from there you basically push them on their side so that they're heavy in one leg and light on the other leg and then you lift up the light leg and then pull on the heavy leg and then basically they go completely off balance and then they fall down and then that's when you go into a neon valley or just you know stomp on their head or something like that so honestly
1: that that could also be like instructions for like putting together like a an action figure i don't know like there's a lot involved there i don't know i don't know man <laughs> i i have been getting really into uh, armored core 6 recently
0: and a uh, very fun game i'm really really enjoying it um but um i was thinking to myself hmm, I, I wonder if i feel like i can get into like gunpla like uh, get some sort of mecha like little <gasps> thing to build together or something like that and i talked to my wife about it and she was just no and i'm just like but what if i just keep it on my desk no and
1: i'm like okay get into gunpla so,
0: uh I, I'm, I'm going to. I have. She, she can't tell me what to do. Admittedly, like, I just got to figure out which Gundam, or not, not even which Gundam, but just what, just Mecha I can do because I've never Gundam. really been into Gundam. So. Shining Gundam.
1: Like this, those are your two answers: Burning Gundam or Shining Gundam. you I'm done. not a huge Gundam guy though. Like Gundam's fine. All right. Well, but... you know, I, I will say I still have some Zoids figures uh, that I'm, I still have them, and I bought them in like 2020. So I, I <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, but they're great. They're fun to put together. You should get get some Zoids.
0: Yeah, no, I was thinking it would have to be something like a
1: Metal Gear or, like, uh, do you remember Zone of the Enders? That was a great game. I remember it, like, vaguely. I. It uh, was around me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the
0: very first one, it came out on PlayStation 2, and everyone bought it. it. It was an okay game. It was more of a proof of concept than anything else. Like, the character control was really fun, but the missions were pretty repetitive, and the uh, story was just okay. But it included a demo of Metal Gear Solid 2, and everyone wanted to play that, so they kind of bought it. And then they basically took the concept and re-expanded upon it with a sequel, and the sequel was just like, went the full Monty, and just everything was all over the place, and just improved on pretty much everything on that Mm. front. So, a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff um, on that right there. Uh, But yeah, that's basically how it is. Uh, The cool thing about it is they actually did release it in... um, Uh, on pc with a remastered edition and that one actually included vr supports and it's not like resident evil 4 vr supports where they basically rework the entire game and you can like you know move it around you still have to play with a controller but it was still pretty cool revisiting a older game that i played in my childhood in vr that was that's that's something that doesn't happen too often so
1: hmm
0: well that's that's pretty sick yeah good stuff but anyway, uh, I suppose let's get into our movie for today, which is going to be the uh, 2023 Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. And this was your suggestion, Andrew. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, uh, why'd you choose this movie? And uh, what's your history with the series?
1: Yeah, so I chose this movie uh, just because it's reboot ween, and I'd heard it was advertised. Uh, um, I, you know, I've. As we all, we both discussed all the time, we're both Stephen King fans. Um, so, you know, I, I knew that this is coming out. Um it's coming out actually in October. Typically when we do these, we we do try to find movies that are coming out in this month or around this month. Um, so, you know, we, we're not like just doing reboot ruins throughout the entire year. We usually try to find ones that are around this time. So this one was, you know, fit that bill perfectly. Um, I, I was interested in it because I had heard that it was the prequel story. Um, and we talked about that when we get to the actual story. But it is the prequel story of Judd from the original Pet Cemetery, Um mm-hmm. and kind of covers... Now, the- actually...
0: Mm-hmm. quick little correction on that front too uh-huh. as i was doing my research is the one it's not I, I mean it's it's not exactly a prequel to the original movie it's the prequel to the 2019 remix specifically. yes yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah um and yeah and, and also and just like it's also just referencing the book basically the the, the soldier that got brought back to life by pet cemetery um so it's fleshing that out um but yeah so um i've uh, you know in terms of history I've, I've read this uh the book i have seen The first movie, I've seen the remake, and I saw the um, Edward Furlong sequel a long time ago to the original, uh, but I cannot remember very well. Um, I've Mm -hmm. never found either production to be super great. I actually really enjoyed the the prequel, or the, the remake, though. I think that, like, kind of like the original Children of the Corn, I think that the first one is a good movie, but just, like, I don't know, not... I don't know. It's 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 good in it's legacy, but I don't like you know I don't stand it. And I thought that the remake did a pretty good job, especially how it switched up things with Gage and the daughter. but that was really clever, like a great way to do a remake like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was I was looking forward to it, so yeah, that's that's why I wanted to do it. I was going to see it at some point, so I figured it works for Bloodlines <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or for uh, this. So I will say this Bloodlines uh, theme it makes sense in this movie why it's called Bloodlines, but also I feel like that is a very reboot title. If like if you ever see a movie called yeah. something Bloodlines, it is like a very distant sequel or just a remake or some kind of reboot. Uh, like I know they have Dawn of the yeah. Dead bloodlines. Like, I mean, day of the dead bloodlines. I forget what it's called. Like it's, it's a, a Hellraiser bloodlines. I think is there. A hell, there might be, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Dan, it's uh, the new
0: revelations. If you have a direct to DVD sequel, it's always going to be the movie title revelations.
1: You know, children of the corn should get a bloodlines. Now that I think about it. Cause uh, you know, it's blood related. Like I feel like, I don't know, Amish country children and live in, and corn could be bloodline related. I think that one would work, I feel like. And then they could be like, there's blood in the corn something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Dan, what's your history of the series and uh, excitement regarding this movie? So um,
0: this is actually a blind spot in terms of my Stephen King knowledge, in terms of how it is. I've never seen the original. I've never <gasps> read the book. I mean, of course, I do know what it is through osmosis basically going into this movie i just know it was about a guy whose cat and then later daughter or wife dies and basically there's a cemetery where if you bury them in the cemetery they come back to life but they come back to life in somewhat of a different way um it's like assumed they're possessed by a demon or something like that at that point so it's from what i understand stephen king kind of writing about grief about how death is not necessarily the end but some things are better off actually staying dead which is the big tagline that's always repeated in these movies and you know sometimes dead is better um, that is one thing i do know about these movies on that front so mm-hmm. um this was uh, kind of a brand new this is my first pet cemetery movie um yeah that was pretty much it on that front so yeah that's pretty much how it goes on in um wow Am I am I like far off the mark on that Prince? Like, what what is the series known for then? Besides that,
1: that that's it. I feel like, uh, okay. well, I, you know, again, the, the series is three movies, one of which is a remake prior to this. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think the the sequel. I think Edward Furlong may revive his mom or something like that. I can't remember. It's it's been a long time. But I think that might be the plot of the sequel. Um, but yeah, the first one's known for yeah, like as you mentioned, but yeah, uh, cat dies, he brings the cat back. Sun dies, brings the sun back, but the sun is creepy and. Uh, you know, uh, that, I think like, it's, it's a creepy kid. I think that's the one thing that, that movie's known for, as being a little creepy kid, um, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and there there's an Achilles tendon scene in the first movie, which is terrible.
0: Oh, yeah, I did hear about that one, too. Yeah. Never.
1: Never do that. Never, never, uh-huh. ever. Uh, but so I'm gonna say... I,
0: I guess I do want to talk about this a little bit more, too, because this is something when, like, looking into this movie and kind of seeing other stuff on that front, what is, like, your creepy little kids in horror movies like what is your
1: kind of opinion on that so like i feel like hmm, I, as somebody who does not have a child uh it doesn't really plan to have a child i have a very distant perspective on children and this, and this is terrible like i feel like if a, if a little kids come after me i'd punch them i mean like i don't know i feel like a lot of the scare, the terror of little kids is either like if they're in mass yeah terrifying individual little kid after me i just i feel like kind of like the chucky ragdoll thing where like i don't know man i'm, I'm taking that child out i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. holding back if, if a little chick kid tries to stab me and you know i'm i'm, I'm smashing it i mean you know i'm it's <laughs> i I've, i never find little kids really creepy um yeah like zombie little kids like like that 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 scene in resident evil extinction or no sorry um apocalypse uh with i think terry i think it was her name the uh, the reporter that scene mm-hmm. always gets me because that girl, that, that one just gets like, I think little children like eating people and stuff. Oh, gross just for that reason. But I don't really find kids themselves creepy. I feel like rarely do the kids do a good job of it. I feel like not, not again, not not child actors fault. They're children. Um, yeah. But I think it rarely works well. Um, and it's usually like for in movies, it's usually just the tension of you know something's coming up, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't yeah,
0: know. I, I'd say they're better for a setup and not necessarily, like, the main threat. Because, like mm-hmm. you said before, I mean, just, uh, you know, it's an easy it's an easy Russian arm to ankle pick on these kids. Actually, it would not be <laughs> because uh, the, the the height difference would be a lot better. But at that point, you know, kick to the face would be a lot easier. Um, <laughs> but... no i i i I have similar as well my wife and i do not want kids i actually got snipped um a while back and i just yeah for like a background setup like oh this is something weird that's going on but as the main antagonist as the main issue or conflict in this movie it's it's never particularly interesting Mm. to me um the only time kids have, like, genuinely scared me in a horror movie or made me, like, really, really upset is uh, Eden Lake. But uh, we had mm-hmm. a whole
1: episode discussing that one. God, I hated those kids. Well, and well, those, um, those aren't kids. Those are, like, I feel like teens are those different. Those are, like, kids, teenagers. Kid, te- yeah, te- Teenagers are, like, almost adults and, like, are a threat. But, like, like movies like uh, like this one, uh, or like, the original of this, where the kid was, like, four, like, if I can grab them <laughs> by the hand and toss them, like, you know, a significant distance, uh-huh. I'm not worried about them. You know, like... like
0: I do remember... <laughs>
1: I do remember a long time ago,
0: on on some sort of internet forum, this was like even before Reddit times, I think it might have been Game Facts or something like that, Uh, there was this whole big discussion thread of just like, how many kindergartners could you beat up in a fight before they would overwhelm you? Like, let's say you're in a gymnasium, and basically it's just like this zombie-style flood of five-year-olds that just... Come rushing towards you with the set intent that they want to kill you. How many do you think you could take before you know you would actually? Survive? And people were coming with these huge hypothetical things like, "Oh yeah, I would take these kids and then I would you know beat them up and then I would use like pick up one and use another one as a weapon and like build a fort out of their bones and stuff like that." And everyone's just like, "Sir, this is a Wendy's. What's what's going on here?" Wait, so I do remember that's a distinct topic. It was just crazy.
1: <laughs> so when people were discussing this, were they discussing like you know in a theoretical stream of of fightable yes. children or, and like how many can you get before they overwhelm you? Or is it like, you know, you start with two, you, you beat them. You start for three, you beat them. Like, or is it, that, that, that's my question. Is it, is it like no, a, yeah, yeah. a super smash bros stage or is it just an endless pouring of them?
0: It, endless pouring of them basically okay. over and over again is how it is. Like a stream of homicidal kindergartners rushing towards you. Do they have weapons? That, uh, uh, no, oh, just yeah. regular old kids.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting.
0: interesting. Yeah. Sheer numbers on that front. So, but uh, that, that, that was quite the thought experiment. And I can't believe that didn't get to, Moderated out or anything like that. I don't know. There were there were some boards on GameFAQs that. Uh, I mean, that's moderators...
1: that, that that's a scientific question, Dan. That's <laughs> that's you don't you don't moderate that kind of free speech. That is, that that's something to know, right? The people need to know. It's like they people who theorize about like you know zombie apocalypses. Like I could see you know being like, all right, what if there's a culling one day and the children get possessed? I need to I need to have this in mind, you know. It's
0: like uh, it's like uh, what Tupac said, "Fuck them kids," or no, Michael Jordan said, "Fuck them kids." <laughs> here we go did he ever uh, say that uh no but it's a um damn it's a famous uh meme fuck them kids yeah michael jordan specifically saying fuck them kids i sent you that on over uh, uh but what's this picture you
1: just sent me on discord this creepy little kid with the top hat and oh, the, the cane. That that is gage from the original pet cemetery when he's possessed
0: uh, right.
1: at one point okay I, the the son i think the I, I think this is when the mom comes home <laughs> Baby, uh-huh. and she like sees gage and for anybody who hasn't seen pet cemetery i don't know why but at some point he dresses up like a little like i don't know pilgrim leprechaun like the demon when it's mm-hmm. possessing him and th- and he didn't die in this or anything like that he just like at one point goes and puts this on i don't know why <laughs> Uh, maybe he is wearing that's a Halloween costume. That's amazing. It's it's so fucking weird. Uh, but that's what that's one of the things I remember from this movie is that is when he walks out like this and I'm just like what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> why does he have a cane? Uh, I don't. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Uh, but anyway, that's that's part of what you're dealing with. That that's some of that that like '80s horror movie. Where you're just kind of like okay, movie. All right, yeah. little Gage in a in a Pokemon costume. See I'm that's seeing... interesting though. I like that. That that's
0: just like one of those weird things you remember about the movie just like okay, it's so weird it works. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it but that's Oh, I mean it I mean
1: it's what what you really need to see is the um when the uh, mom has flashbacks to her um sister who has I forget some kind of uh uh physical disease that keeps her like bedridden and she is the horror, she is the real horror character of the movie and she's literally uh-huh. just a memory that the mom has. <laughs> it's 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 I, it actually might be one of, um, maybe a like Ted Raimi or something like that. Maybe you portray her, actually. I can't remember. Ooh, uh, so, cool. you know, you would connect from there. But there
0: we go. There we go. Uh, speaking of which, I, I know we're, we're spending some time just taking a lot on in but I did read an article <laughs> the other day. I live in North Carolina right now, and we were talking about horror movies that were filmed in North Carolina, Ooh. and there's surprisingly a lot. Let me see if I can find it again. Um, but, like, Evil Dead 2, that was filmed in North Carolina. The original Scream was filmed in North Carolina. Uh, Conjuring, the very first one, was filmed in North Carolina. Um, Final Exam. Remember that one? That was one of the very first movies we did. Oh, yeah. Our school was out forever. Uh, month. Yep. That was, That's was yep. interesting. Yep. Yep, that's in there. So I was just like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot uh, that I recognize that are filmed here. So,
1: cool. Is North Carolina yes, just, like... This
0: descent that was in there, too.
1: Is it is it because, like, is it for geographic locations, or did they have a studio there?
0: Um, I think it's just, there's a lot of mountains, um, and a lot of Cabin in the Woods-style movies are filmed on in
1: here, so, uh, but
0: yeah, uh, pretty pretty interesting. You guys Good and your stuff. cabins, I see how it is.
1: Yeah. Kelly, can, can you go the visit woods. the cabin? Actually, no, did, did, did the cabin burn down from Evil Dead? I can't remember.
0: I, I don't remember.
1: Like somebody, I think they may have burned it down. I can't remember. Anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that. Anyway, so let's get into uh Pet Cemetery Bloodline. So basically this is a prequel to the remake, um, covering the character named Judd, who I believe is like the creepy old mentor in the original remake, um, that basically like tells the protagonist how to bury someone so they come back as a zombie. Am I correct there?
1: Yeah, he he's the townie who's like who tells uh I forget the father's name is. Yeah, he's the one who's like you know, like oh, it's the old Mac Mac burial ground, and he's one of that. He had that very, like, he has that very. He is like the definition of the Stephen King accent, like okay, I, I, oh, the main like, accent, yeah, 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 yeah. He's that that main Stephen King where he's like, oh, oh yeah, we're gonna go out there and I'm gonna have a and we're gonna bury our kid. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird that like, I, it's weird, like I'm. It's weird that he doesn't have that accent in this at all, but I guess that makes sense because this is I, I can't remember if, if the Judd in the remake, uh, uh had it or not but i, I knew it was john lithgow which was which was interesting in the remake i believe played mm-hmm. judd uh so i don't know um okay yes so yeah. Gathe, he's basically the protagonist of this movie um it
0: is set during the vietnam war era uh, 1969 and basically judd is the protagonist he and his girlfriend are planning on leaving for the peace corps um He successfully managed to dodge the draft because they insinuate like the local doctor pulled some strings for him or something like that. Um, But one of the other kids that was drafted named Timmy returned from Vietnam and something is very, very odd with him. As they're driving out of the town to leave it for the very, very last time, um, they accidentally hit one of the dogs who is basically had been pet cemetery at this point. So they return the dog back to Timmy, and as this happens, the dog attacks the girlfriend, Norma. And so then Judd is forced to stay in the town for a couple of days. During that time, he finds out more about Timmy. He finds more about the town. He finds more about uh, about the pet cemetery. A couple people get get possessed, and it's a whole big thing on that one. Uh, David Duchovny is in this movie as well, and man, did he phone in his role in this one.
1: I felt his his emotion in this. Clearly, he was... (laughs) I, which is weird, because I don't see David Duchovny, like, I know that he hasn't done much. I know that, you know, there was the X-Files reboot pretty, a little while ago, and he was on California and stuff. But I don't um, see him as somebody who sunk so low to be in a... Like, part of me can't tell what this movie is, in terms of, like, is this movie, uh, like, a really low-budget sheet movie? Or is this movie, like... Okay. Uh, I don't know, like, is this a legit movie? Like, because it is a Paramount production, and it's it's Paramount Players, which, I'm, mean, you know, generally when you hear Players means a local troupe of, like, actors and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. like, the quality didn't seem low or anything. Like, there's nothing that really seemed, like, low quality about this. So maybe this was a pretty – maybe, like, this was going to be a theater movie, possibly, and David Coveney was like, this will be my, you know, my horror comeback. I don't know, you know? Like, I, I don't see him as somebody who needed this movie to be in it. So, like, I don't know. I, I'd be curious to talk to him and be like, so – pet cemetery bloodlines why were you in this movie and see you know see what he says yeah uh maybe he just says passion project
0: yeah i guess uh, he kind of strikes me as someone like he's got the x-files residual money and californication money and everything like that he doesn't really need to work again i'm assuming he's getting steady paychecks or royalty paychecks for a long time just like all the friends cast so he's kind of choosing and picking and choosing what stuff that he wants to do which um yeah it's kind of interesting on that front in terms of what he's doing and kind of what he's planning on this front but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Andrew, what did you think of this movie, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, as someone who has seen and read the others in this series?
1: So I uh, I, 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 really liked it, actually. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm, Of our reboot lean movies uh, for this year, I think this might be my favorite of them. This might be my favorite of the four. Uh, I can't remember what the first one. What was the first one we did? Uh, Children in the Corn*. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is fucking by far the best one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. This is the best one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I uh, like Saw I, saw is a close second, I think. Um, I, I just I, – I didn't find as much dumbness in this compared to Saw, uh, so I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Like I thought it was pretty well contained. I thought it did – I thought it did a good job where I think it would ride with the original um, 80s movie. It would ride with the original story. Uh, I think it, it does a good job of, like, keeping it contained. Yeah. Um, and I think it expands the lore a little bit, but doesn't, you know, doesn't get in the way of it. Like, it, I think it's kind of almost what a prequel should be. I think it's it tells the story it was, it was set out to tell. It connects well with what happens later in the series, and it elaborates a little bit. Like, I'm honestly um, really impressed with that. And I think you know the acting was okay. Um, I think there's only one. I honestly only found Timmy to be an annoying actor. Uh, only his actor really kind of grated on me uh, in terms of characters who are present throughout the film. Um, but yeah, otherwise, he like, I thought it did a good job. Really
0: bad, honestly. I. Timmy, who is supposed to be like the main creepy character in this movie, his acting is just really, really bad in my opinion. So, yeah, cool. I agree. How about yourself? Uh, I really did not like this movie. I was bored out of my mind. Honestly, I again, it might just be I'm not familiar with the um, franchise. I guess you can say on that part to the IP in general. From what I understand, there's not too much there, but Mm -hmm. I really didn't care about any of the characters. I thought the editing, in particular, was really, really bad. Um, there were moments where I couldn't even tell what was going on on the screen, or they made some weird editing choice, like the jump scare at the very end of the movie. Oh, that,
1: that's, that is the worst part. I completely agree. I
0: was—I was just like, "This is this is dumb. This is really just." I—I I was just bored, honestly, throughout the entire thing. It did make me angry, like Exorcist Believer did. I—I um, I just was really didn't care about any of the characters. The story itself, I felt, was very by the numbers acting all around was pretty bad honestly how dare you um i i, I genuinely think like there was not any the, the the friend was the only one manny was that was that his name mm-hmm.
1: I, I thought i thought manny uh, and the main i thought the main cast the main four right like, like manny uh, manny was okay the girl i was okay with the manny. guy and the um, other girl <laughs> Their names. yeah jed
0: and norma i did not think did a very good job they were pretty flat no? the whole time i like joe um how dare you yeah i i no. I, I disagree uh but yeah overall i was just really bored with this movie i went through the first half hour and i was just like i have to stop otherwise i'm gonna fall asleep and then i did the second one on that front so um yeah (laughs) yeah i'm offended that's kind of how it is yeah i know it's rarely that we disagree on movies so i'm kind of curious to kind of go back and forth on this one Mm -hmm. uh but yeah but that is Pet Cemetery for right now. Um, I guess we'll get into spoiler territory in this moment. So um, if you are interested in seeing this one, looks like we got two differing opinions here. If you want to listen to more, there we go. Let's get into mm-hmm. it. Spoiler warning now. All right, so let's get into Pet
1: Cemetery Bloodlines. And where do you want to start? Uh, I don't even know where to start with this one. Because it's, it's like, like you said, there's not much to it. But I think that's kind of like, I'm okay with that. Because I think it works as like a small town story. Um, so, how about the
0: premise itself? Like, yeah. as someone who has seen the original Pet Cemetery, like, is this a good area? Is this a good
1: setting? Is this a good point in time in the series to set a movie to? Yeah. So I I think so. So like so in um so in the in the first movie in the book, um Judd does tell the father about how um about the McBee Barrett. So the the McBee Barrett ground has been a thing in this um. Uh, in this town for a while and, and Judd talks to him about it and basically like hey yeah this thing was here you know some years ago uh you know a guy brought back his son who returned from the army uh and he killed some people uh, like you know it went bad and he had to, we had to kill him essentially. we had to put him down essentially um so that and and so this this is what that story is um and you know to to the main point of this it, it is pretty uh how to say like it, it's it drives that really well like i i think that nothing in this really contradicts the first one one thing i do like is that they really um instead of having somebody uh i think this happens in the, in the second one as well and you know and obviously in the remake is you know somebody has to take the person back to the deadfall and back to the pet sanitary and be like this is how this is but in this movie it's really like uh you know the community knows about it nobody has to be told about it more or less uh, you know the, the kids do because they're you know the, the parents the trying to hide it but like david company this movie opens up with david Coveney already burying his son um mm-hmm. Which I like because, you know, again, this thing's already established here. It's not, like, it's not another story of an outsider coming in. It's a story of how this thing that the society already knows about uh, abuses it. You know, like, it's it's that idea that, like, you know, David Duchovny knows about it. He knows what it is. It's not, and it's not like he stumbled into it like the father did in the first one. He, uh, you know, he stumbled into it and realized that it's bad. They know that it's bad. But it's that idea that, like, even though you know it's bad, even though you know that it's gonna, your son's not gonna come back the same, he really just wants him back. And, like, I like, mm-hmm. I think that that is a very, uh, it's, it's a good way to make the story slightly different by having somebody who's aware of it and isn't just like stumbling into it, make um, like, that decision. Yeah, that,
0: and that's something that, as I was reading a little bit more, like, I was trying to understand, okay, what makes these, the first movie so impactful? Why why is this considered, like, a horror movie? I, I wouldn't say classic, I guess, but, like, I, I've heard of it before. I've, I've heard many people discuss it and talk about it when bringing up Stephen King. Um and from what I understand, like, a huge theme in the first movie is the theme of grief. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Keane wrote the original Pet Cemetery after the death of his cats. And he kind of wrote it to kind of process it. And he did say something about how this is one of the darkest books he's ever written at the time um, for that reason. Because it's just kind of processing grief and what we will do to kind of process that grief or work in denial. It's mm-hmm. almost like the stages of... Um, the stages of grief in terms of denial, acceptance, uh, bargaining, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that that's one thing I, I feel like this movie didn't touch on a lot, because I, I thought that was a very big theme of the first movie in terms of, okay, how far would you go to, you know, bring a person back, even if they come back as someone completely different, or even as an evil, you know, would you go out... Exhum a corpse, bury it somewhere else, just to be able to see your dead son or dead child again. Mm. Um, And this movie, I don't feel like really touched on that theme of grief at all.
1: Yeah, well, Um, I I kind of, I kind of like that though, almost because I think that that's. I feel like if you have the same, if you have the same theme happening every time, especially because the remake was only a few years ago. If this was, uh, you know, because that that theme was just presently done, I feel like it's nice to have it like this, where it's. you know, it's it's so this this one I think the movie about this is more about personal responsibility and kind of legacy and you know what and you know what you like what it what it means to uh, you know be brave or be involved essentially you know, and how, what to give back like the you know this, the, because as you mentioned part of the story about this is how Judd uh, basically um, Timmy gets drafted into the army and goes to Vietnam and Judd never does and we, we learned that yeah, the the father may have possibly worked for the doctor to get him admitted from that. Uh, and, you know, the, and the father, uh, you know, is is like, hey, you can still do good things without having to go to the army. And Judd feels like, you know, he he's not he's not like he is of lesser value because he's not going because he's not fighting the war. Meanwhile, somebody like Timmy is, uh, so he's he's going to go to the Peace Corps because he feels like, you know, I need to do something. I feel like being in the small town isn't doing something. So I'm gonna either, if I'm not in the army, I need to go to the Peace Corps. I need to do something to like feel like I have value. And you know, at the end, he he steps up and he, uh, you know, fights uh, Tommy and tries to solve this. But then, actually, ultimately, decides to stay in the town. And his service being to kind of stop people from using the, like you know, protect or you know, guard the burial ground, uh, which is you know, again, a different way of saying that. You know, that there are different ways you can help out. There are different ways to be to contribute to society. So I think that's that to me, that's what this is about. Um, You know, again, it's not very, it's not as heavy in this one because i think pet cemetery as you mentioned does have that like dead is better you know grief you know let people letting people move on is something uh so i think it's, it's hard to fight against that because that is you know the tagline of the series essentially mm-hmm. um but you know, i do like that they, they kind of added that under layer too especially you know during vietnam where you know the draft was happening and there was this kind of like uh you know, question about the legitimacy of going to Vietnam and, you know, those who went there and what happened when they came back. I think that is, like, a nice mm-hmm. place to put it. I, mean, they, I wish they expanded on that a little bit, but it also is the story of a small town dealing with this situation, so I understand maybe why they didn't go too far into it. Um, yeah, but... and that was another thing, too, I kind of had a problem with with this movie
0: is, in, in the first opening minutes, like, the Vietnam thing is a huge part of it. Uh, Judd is basically being um, ridiculed because other small young men in this town have in this small town have uh, gone over to Vietnam, and they came back and completely changed. But he is going to the Peace Corps, he's basically found a way to escape it. Um, and they basically are insulting him by saying, Oh, you know, you paid off a doctor to be able to kind of go on through but beyond that, they really don't do anything like maybe if there was some element of like, I, I, I don't know, I mean, Vietnam was obviously a very controversial area, but maybe it could be like, Judd admits later on that, you know, he was a coward and didn't want to go to fights, but now he's found something to fight for that he actually believes in. So he kind mm-hmm. of, you know, he doesn't believe in going over to Vietnam and dying for LBJ over there, but he does believe in, believe in staying and defending this small town. Like he finally finds his community or something like that. I just felt this movie was kind of missing that development for that particular character. And that yeah. would, I guess, tie into the original movie in terms of if he becomes the old creepy you know um
1: wise man who warns people to stay away i i think would build up on that fronts yeah and well, this he, he didn't know that he was that he was being, that he wasn't eligible he he thought he like he he was surprised slash, like dis, almost like disappointed like when he didn't get picked cuz there's the hockey place and he's like oh my name's not on the draft game what the hell like yeah. he, he's like they keep missing me and like he's like you know really surprised but he feels guilty about it like it's he he's he doesn't know that his dad did what he did uh mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's not completely, we don't completely know that that, that officially happened, but it, multiple people comment on that happening. Um, yeah, man, but then, like, why, why include that at all?
0: Why not just give that to him for a bit of character development? Like, I, I don't understand what that does for the character in terms of besides just, okay, that's why he's there in this town and not being shipped off to
1: Vietnam. Well, because it, it's, it's his guilt and his kind of awkwardness dealing with Timmy and, like, the, the, the divide that happened between them. Is like he's, okay, so he never, he never got picked. Forcing him to divide himself in the town. Yeah, and, and also part of, remember, in, in this, uh, the, the, the evil part of what it does is it tells people's like, you know, secrets because it knows, you know, it's, it's like the devil. So it's like, hey, this happened. And he's like, fuck. Like, mm. you know, it, it, it's pushing at him. And, like, the reason he's going to the Peace Corps is because he wants to serve because he feels guilty for not serving. So he's like, well, I didn't get called, uh, you know, because, you know, he, he could sign up if he wants to. He could theoretically sign up and go to war.
0: But,
1: yeah. you know, but he, he, like, nobody wants him to do that. It's just the idea that he's not getting picked to do it so he's like what the fuck like you know it, may, it makes him feel lesser but you know mm-hmm. it's um, uh, but you know I one thing that I did think about though is you know we, we talk about Vietnam and like you know I'm pretty sure Vietnam was the war where they really kind of like discover that PTSD was the thing uh, yeah. you know and if you want to talk about the themes of coming back change that could be Timmy right Timmy comes back and he's a different person he's a malevolent mm-hmm. person who you okay know, so is, I do have a question for you there so yeah. um, how did Timmy die
0: in the war Okay, I disagree. I think the movie insinuated that he came back and he was so encapsulated, or he just could not handle that PTSD. He had so much PTSD that he was dealing with, where he hung himself, because that's why he's wearing the handkerchief around his neck for pretty much the entire movie to hide the rope burns.
1: I I think in in the story that this is based off of, I I I, I think that it's that he dies and then he. Gets sent, he gets shipped back. His probably gets shipped back to the father, and the father buries mm-hmm. him because I think what it is. Um, gotcha. I, 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 I mean, like, it really doesn't.
0: I, 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 I like that go.
1: idea, but uh, I, I just I, I think that this has been pretty faithful to the story, so I think they're probably going with that.
0: But okay.
1: But I I, I, I do like I like that idea that he may be the PTSD because like, okay, but I think that that kind of makes it hard though because if 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 this at least for my theory of like that it's representing PTSD it'll be coming back changed. I think that if he, if he comes back, kills himself, and then gets revived into an evil thing, that kind of seems weird. Uh, I guess like mm-hmm. it's like an extra step, um, but yeah, you know, they didn't. he comes back the same, and then more. You know, again, which is also about grief. You know, like grieving the person lost to the war, even if they don't officially die. You know, uh, mm-hmm. could be that. And that, I think that's David Duchovny's character. And then maybe if they focused more on him, that could have been better. Um, but I didn't think they did a good job with him, though. When, when like uh, after when he at one point when he sees him like eating out of the kitchen, he goes back and like cries in his bed. Uh, David Duchovny does, mm-hmm. that that was. That was sad. I was like, oh, David Coveney, look at you trying (laughs) to do the best for your kid, but also knowing that what you're doing is wrong. And, like, Mm -hmm.
0: which, you know, I think, again, it is
1: a different scenario. Because in this case, like, in um, the original book, uh, you know, Judd, uh, you know, the the father, I can't remember his name for the life of me, you know, he... Feels bad about what he did, but he didn't know what he's doing. And this one, like Judd, knows what he's doing. So there's that grief of like, you know, it, it's not just going through with burying your kid, or burying the, the body, and to, to bring it back. But then it's dealing, it's because it, you know what the father wants to it, He's like, oh shit, I gotta kill, I gotta kill this thing because this <laughs> thing's like, you know, trying to kills my wife. This like, the, the, the pet cemetery is a, a dark book. Like, it's not a happy ending at all. It's actually a very like depressing and kind of grief ridden ending. Uh, and like, this is that same idea of like uh it almost actually almost kind of continues the ending of the book to a degree where uh he so that uh you know the, the end of the book he brings back the wife again and it's that idea of like he's he knows what happens but he's gonna try it again anyway essentially mm-hmm. uh and it's like, like baking maybe
0: this time will work if we just leave her in there a little bit longer or something
1: yeah i mean it's <laughs> not deal with it it'll be okay and like that's the thing here too it's like maybe he's like you know maybe i can make this work you know like i and the things i have to do to make this work because i just can't stand the grief of not having him like so i it's think a little bit of hubris on their front too yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think it works for this movie. Like, I, I get why it's not focused on them because it is about Judd's story. But mm-hmm. I, but I like that. Like, instead of making about Judd know what's going on from the beginning, you're like you shouldn't be doing this. It's him. It's him realizing what happened, what the town is, and his understanding and like developing into the person that he becomes in this in the first movie. Um, yeah. So I, I, I And the themes work I just think that they are very different. Though I do wish that mm-hmm. they would drop the sometimes dead is better thing because it's said <laughs> three times in this movie. I think and it kind of became the evil dice tonight yeah, it, oh, exactly like it's it's in the opening uh setup crawl uh the father says it and then at the end judd says it again and i feel like it only needs to be said once and i think it it's have been said at the end because it's weird when the father says it because you're just like what a what a rude thing to say to somebody whose sister just died <laughs> like mm-hmm. wow uh but um i feel like that in the in the semi-truck those are two kind of Monikers of the Pet Cemetery world because that's what kills Gauge uh, in the yeah first I movie. do know that too uh, and like uh, uh, you see it twice in this movie it's really mm-hmm. once in the opening once at the end that's why that that uh, that's why I, always, why I hate the, uh, the jump scare at the end of the uh, the end of this movie it's okay. because it's unnecessary. Bye. So quick little anecdotes. Um, I, I recently got back from my honeymoon.
0: We went over to Sweden um, where I uh, met up with my Swedish family. I have some family over there that we've kept in contact throughout the years there. We share the same great, great grandparents, basically. Um but uh, they have a two-year-old who is very hard of hearing and he's a toddler he's going through his you know running around everywhere screamy phase, that sort of thing too um and as i was kind of researching this movie i was watching the trailers for the 2019 film and i saw the you know semi-truck coming on in and hitting the kid um that moment almost happened actually it was nowhere close to what it is but i do remember we visited this moose farm and then the my, my swedish Cousin, I guess whatever it is, he ran out and he was running out to the r- middle of the road. I have never sprinted so fast in my life trying to catch him on that front, and it kind of reaffirmed that I was just like, I do not want kids, I because it, it's basically they're, they're they're trying to kill themselves constantly, and you just gotta stop them, and that's that's a big part of childcare, <laughs> so. <laughs> And I was just like, yep, that 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 that, that tracks. That's uh kind of how it is. But I, I mean, that is a horrifying thought to think about and again, that that that's kind of makes me what interested in watching the first movie or reading the book is because it's you know, that guilt is just endless. It's um I I can't imagine what that would feel like to, you know, have that happen to your child and then what you would do to kind of go on through and correct it so to speak. Um what, what depths he would sink to and that, that that's a lot more interesting to me personally than just like old town with people who come back to life so yeah i don't know i i, I just felt like there was some sort of theme to this movie that was missing and character development as well because I, I i really don't feel like judd go through any sort of character arc in this movie and he's our main character it just maybe he just like kind of he wants to leave the town at the very beginning and then at the end of the movie he's just like no someone has to stay and protect it um i i just felt that was kind of could have been better
1: yeah i think part of it too is, is he's coming he comes to understanding his father of realizing like this yeah. so because like, i feel like they're they're kind of like why are you staying here like why are you like i feel like he he mentioned like a couple times he talks about how like his father doesn't do anything he's like oh you know how are things with your father you know it's, you, you don't want to hang out with them anymore he's like is it really like talking with them like he's, he's like oh you don't talk to your father and he's like it's not really talking to my father he doesn't talk about anything and, it's, and then you realize like oh it's because he like isn't you know he's his father has been trying to guard this thing and like deal with it and you know he also is getting ready and is understanding that like part of the uni when he, when he's reading that journal at the, at the uh at the end The you see the father reading that journal about like the story of the mcbuck burial ground and like the history of it and how like it was passed from his father to him to him uh you mm-hmm. know uh, uh, to you know again to be those that family that kind of looks after and make sure that it doesn't get used essentially and he's like debating about whether or not to tell judd about it because like if judd leaves he's free of it and he's like good but then he's like well fuck if i if you know it's that kind of back and forth of like well do i basically doom my child to like or, you know, tell my child about this and make kind of be like, "Hey, it's your obligation to stay here and make sure that people don't use this thing." Or you know, do you let him go? And I think that's kind of like, mm. and I think part of it is he's like, he wants him to leave because he's like, "Yeah, just get away from this." But he also, you know, isn't that in between? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot going on in this movie that I, I, I yeah. agree. It needs to be written better and it needs to be kind of fleshed out. But I think there's enough there for me to be like, "Okay, I see what people are doing." You know, like even if it's not mostly memorable. And I think it didn't take any big swings, but almost, but like in and reboot ween so far i feel like a lot of these movies we've been watching have taken some big swings that like really completely failed so just kind of having this middling like mm-hmm. small town thing was like you know like th- it's it's just when he like, it, it's it's similar to um bring on or die from me where it's just like it's just passable enough and it's just cohesive enough and nothing nothing mm-hmm. crazy happens in it nothing terrible happens in it but like I don't know.
0: I I would disagree with that as well.
1: Get out of here. I I love this because we very rarely disagree
0: on movies, but I think like a lot of the movies we have covered during reboot ween have played it somewhat safe. I mean, Children of the Corn, the new angle they put on in there was the whole GMO, Monsanto, small towns dying sort of thing, which was a very obvious way to go to if you're doing a contemporary remake of Children of the Corn. Uh, Saw was a lot more focused. Actually, yeah, Saw was a bigger swing because it was just like, make Jigsaw the actual protagonist of this movie and have it a slow burn where there really aren't any deaths or traps in the first 40 minutes besides that one scene. Um that was good and then um what was the third one we did oh exorcist believer was like the safest movie i've ever seen it was just like let's take all of these little things and then we'll just make it bigger we'll make it more like there there was nothing creative with that movie at all they just kind of took the ideas and then just tried to make it bigger and that's it and that Mm. that's probably the safest thing you can do like it's not one exorcism it's two exorcisms that sort of thing um yeah and this one i Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just, I wish they would have stuck with something and went with it. Because I agree. I like that idea of just, Judd's character development is at the very beginning, he wants to leave the town, and then at the end of it, he realizes that this is kind of what the curse that has been thrust upon him is, and this is what he's going to have to deal with in terms of the role he has to accept. Um, It's like if all of a sudden, right now, as we're recording, I got a knock on my door and there's a baby in a basket. Well... Shit, it's you know, I probably won't have to raise the baby. I probably, but it it is something that I am going to have to deal with. It's something that's been thrust into my life that I'm gonna have to take some semblance of responsibility for as I figure out why the fuck this baby is here and you know what I can do to make sure this baby is kept alive and that sort of thing. Um, in the meantime, and I, I felt like kind of being forced into the role that there is an element of horror in that front, and I feel yeah, like this movie could have done a better job at kind of sticking that point for Judd's character developments. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. again, I think going back, if he was actually in the know of, okay, I was the one who dodged the draft because I went on and, and I, you know, bribed the doctor or whatever it is to make sure that I did get to go, that would have been his fault then. But taking that away from him, taking that decision away from him basically leaves less room for his character to grow. Um,
1: I think, so. I, I think that helps, you know, the, the bloodlines moniker. It's you know, it's, it's the idea that his father's already always been taking care of stuff in the story, yeah. and like it's that idea, you know, things have things always been kind of watched out for for him. So he didn't really yeah. wait. Actually, what happens to the mom in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is the <laughs> I mom was dead that too? I don't remember. She's I not there at the end. Her. I feel like, but I don't think we saw her die. Did we? No, we didn't see her I know, die. But I, I don't see her at the end of the movie. <laughs> I, that's okay. That's interesting. Um, huh. I just, I just yeah. thought of that. Uh, yeah, she's. That's so they weird. They forgot about her. Yeah, I, I, I guess they did, or maybe like maybe mm-hmm. she's killed. Maybe she's killed in another scene that we just didn't see. Maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Honestly, I thought they were going to forget about Norma too, because Norma, the, the
0: girlfriend, isn't there for like. So basically, after the beginning of the movie, where she gets mauled by the dog um she's in the hospital and then they forget about her or they they, they don't do anything with her for like a good i don't know 50 minutes mm-hmm. and then finally the third act is her escaping from the hospital with one of the other people who have been um um zombified pet cemetery i don't know what the word for it is that's um, i don't know reanimated yeah Reanimated, uh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, and basically that's the whole climax of this movie is her running away from this reanimated person. Uh speaking of which as well, I I, I did see a couple comments on, on the was the shoot between the eyes or like you gotta shoot them in the eyes to fully kill them. Was that like in the original or was oh, that something no. that was made up of the movie? Okay, know that,
1: that that seemed like such a weird that, that that that's like one of my that is one of my nitpicks with movie was, I'm just like what? Like I guess it's like you know, shoot in the head kind of thing. Maybe she goes shooting the head to too zombie. Um, uh-huh. but maybe there is something with the eyes that we just don't know. So about. how, how, how do, how do you deal with these reanimated corpses then in the original ones? I mean, we only see two of them in the original one. And I think he just like okay. shoots the cat. I can't remember. And I can't remember how he kills Gage. Uh, gotcha. but like, you know, they're just zombies basically. I think you just kill them when, any way you can, uh, you know, Okay. but I guess they...
0: eventually if you hack enough body parts off, they'll, uh, they'll stop coming. So
1: I wonder if the eyes could be like. <laughs> It's like Buggy from One Piece. You just lock all the body parts up in a chest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, but I, I could see since like the eye thing, I think we originally see it from is the Mi'kmaq the Indians in the first one. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in the, so that's the first time I think we hear about that. So maybe that's more something that's passed along. Like, you know, maybe, maybe it's some idea of eyes being the soul or something like that. Something more spiritual and that just kind of passes on into, you know, the modern day, essentially. So it's like, yeah, the eyes work, but like, you know, by doing that, you're killing the brain. So that's really what the goal is here, right? Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, you know, that's, that's probably what it is, I'm assuming. Um, so that, that that's probably where that comes from. Like, that's, it sounds dumb in this, but I could see it just kind of being something where, yeah, it, it's what the Manback Indians told uh, the Ludlow people when they came there. And they were like, yeah, you know, this this is our way of doing it. You know, eyes of the soul, so we kill them that way. But then, like, yeah, you know, they, they didn't know the reason behind it. But, it, you know, that just carried through into the future. Mm-hmm. So. I guess, That's gotcha. that's that's my way to explain that as n- being less dumb than it sounds in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but,
0: go for the Brands. Yeah, it could, it, even if it was just like, yeah, hey, go for the brains. Like, okay, sure, yep, they're zombies. That makes sense. But it was just like you got to shoot them in the eyes. And I'm just like, R- what? Why? Because they're glowing. Is that it? Are they a video game boss? Is that what's going on here? You got to hit their weak point. Okay, cool. All right, or maybe we'll it's like
1: it. maybe it was more like, ah, hey, you take out their eyes. They're still <laughs> a zombie, but I mean, like, they're not as likely to hurt you. So that's the way it keeps t- like. Timmy around, get take his eyes out, and then, like, he's not going to do as much to you.
0: It's like in Scary Movie 3, which is my personal favorite scary movie, the part where they decapitate one of the aliens. And, like, I found it. I found their weakness. They're powerless without their heads. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, yeah.
1: exactly. Um,
0: yeah, and Then he cocks the shotgun and a shell casing comes out. God, what a, what a masterpiece of a movie. No, uh, okay. but, It's a
1: shovel, you fool.
0: Oh, yeah, the shovel. Yeah, the time I meant to say. Sorry, the shovel. Yeah, he cocks the shovel and a... I, I think it's the bad. screws map or
1: something that, but yeah, that, that was good. Yes. Um, that movie's still so good. Uh, anyway, um, the
0: hat getting bigger every single time. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> or, 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 or
1: when he reverses, but she, he looks back and drives forward. <laughs> uh,
0: I think my favorite line in that entire movie, though, is the 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 scene where they're parodying signs, and he's pinned up against the The wife is pinned up against a tree, and then they go to the uh, they walk past the guy who hit her, and he's like, "Hey, Tom, I'll need a ride home." <laughs> 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 anyway, pet cemetery. <laughs> oh, you're so
1: good. Oh, so yep. good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, pet cemetery. Um, so I'm trying to think of Photos. Uh, so like, so what did you think about like, again, that somebody who hasn't like seen the series, uh, or the book or whatever what do you think about the conceit of the film like in terms of like the the pet cemetery the like the, was it clear what was going on for you like did, did a good job oh yeah to, did the lore make sense to you and all that
0: yeah i mean it, it seems pretty simple it just seems like this town and i did like the scene where they actually had the flashback to the you know original settlers coming on in and talking with the natives and learning about you know what happening here Uh, Yeah, it it seems pretty simple. If you bury somebody in a very specific spot in this land, they will come back as a reanimated corpse. And that reanimated corpse, I wasn't 100% sure what that reanimated corpse goal was, but I also didn't feel like it was entirely necessary. It kind of felt like they were half there and Mm -hmm. the lines between life and death were blurred for them. Um, so they're they're okay with kind of killing people because it really doesn't mean too much to them. Um, mm-hmm. Was that also something that was explained in the other movies as well, or
1: uh, not not really? So so I can't remember if it's in the book or or one of the films. I think it was in the book where they allude to uh, being a Wendigo, which is like that like Ooh. that and like the idea is that like I think the McMac burial ground the reason. And I, I can't remember if this is from the book or not. I, I, was there any cannibalism? I, exactly. So, so, so the Micmac burial ground was their burial ground, but I think at one point, like something happened, and they, they, they like they, maybe there's like a, a plague in their crops. So they dug up the, the corpses of the people who were buried there and ate and uh-huh. ate them. And that's and that that's what soured the land, is they, they keep saying. They keep saying like, the soil is sour, and that's what soured it. Is they, they dug up the corpses, ate them, and thus like kind of created this like you know. The, the I like get, that. And that, that's what made the Micmac burial ground like bad because they, I they like that they, they did that so so the knickback indians like did that and kind of created the wendigo spirit kind of brought it there and anybody gets brought gets buried there and gets kind of possessed by the wendigo spirit so it's not the idea that and like,
0: actually hmm? that that makes a lot of sense too with this movie because we have we see a lot of scenes of these reanimated people like eating animals or other corpses or that sort of thing too so that wouldn't fit they just want a food source okay that yeah. makes sense well, I like and,
1: that. in the original series it wasn't you know there was no flesh eating in those mm-hmm. but yeah but I think, you know we also didn't they also didn't see the bodies long enough to really have that happen you know like yeah. Gage killed people and stuff because he was like trying to survive you know you know, it was like a possessed devil like uh, the cat church is around for a while and he's just kind of being a spooky little cat and fucking around but also you know it's, it's like he's a, like a black you know house cat he's not gonna be able to do very uh-huh. much um, so you know we, we don't really get there very much but you know it's also idea that idea It's just kind of like you know the one is also kind of observing and seeing what's going on yeah so that, uh, that, that of is which... the big thing for it
0: yeah, speaking of which, I have been um, watching the Fall of the House of Usher. I'm two episodes from the end. I would recommend it. It is very good thus far, um, but very, 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 very minor spoilers. There is a cat death in one of the episodes, um, and the after I watched that episode, I'm just like, I got to go find my own black cat and hug her. Really good, but I mean, it's Aww. based off the Poe story, of Black Cat, so um, there's more to it, but. Um, yeah it was just kind of like oh okay come on come on over here pocket i gotta hug you real good yes i know i know
1: and taco Animal was like donors. what about me
0: and taco was like, i was just like taco you're a tuxedo you're not a black cat i'll give you a hug anyway but
1: that's true he's too fancy to be killed in horror maybe
0: <laughs> yeah he huh? would be he, he's the dumber cat though so he, he would be the first to die Hundred <laughs> percent. He would be like, Ooh, what's going on here? Although he's not as he he's more scared. I think he would hide more. Like whenever a thunderstorm comes on in, my tuxedo cat taco, he's always the one where I have to like put a blanket on top of me and then he jumps up and runs out of the blanket and just curls up and purrs as the thunder comes on in. He's really really scared of thunderstorms. Whereas Pocket, my black cat, is just goes up to the window and is like, Ooh, what's that loud noise? So she has she's the smarter cat, but she's also, I think, uh she would um yeah, have, have less self-preservation.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of self-preservation, Dan, <laughs> what do you think of the characters in this movie? <sighs> Other than, so Judd, we both kind of, I think Judd is yeah, kind I'm of, about uh, Judd. he, Judd's not really much of a character. He's just kind of like that all-American dude uh, mm-hmm. in this movie, so I think like there's not much to him. But I, again, I think he does it well. I think the actor plays him well. I I like that he's just kind of like a random guy in a small town. Like, I feel like he doesn't. He doesn't do anything particularly outstanding and nobody looks to him to do anything which i like i think a lot of these movies there's that character you're like you're you're fucking plain white bread but for some reason everyone's like you can do it judd but in this one he's there just kind of like hey judd you live here too don't mm-hmm. you all right mm-hmm. like nobody's like judd we gotta take down tommy everyone's like or timmy they're just like he does it because he takes his girlfriend otherwise he really wouldn't be that involved <laughs> like i don't know I, I i like i like that like the small towniness of this movie i don't know uh how, yeah. how do you feel about Judd? I know you said you didn't you didn't love him.
0: Yeah, I, I just felt like he didn't have any growth throughout this movie. I felt like, again, he was just there to kind of carry the plot along. I, I, I wanted him to have some sort of internal conflict. I wanted him to have some sort of character development to move on through. Um, just something for him to make him a little bit interesting. Because, yeah, you said that he's kind of all-American, you know, brr, sort of thing.
1: But actually, um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it, though. Um so one plot he did have was with Manny and Timmy because right, cuz Timmy and Manny and him you saw be friends. Um Yeah, and I did like
0: Manny. Manny was pretty much the only character where I was just like, okay, this this is a character I enjoy watching. And he had some pretty good lines too. Mm-hmm. So
1: Well, cuz I I feel like part part of the thing too is was, was like he had a guilt that I think I think it sounded like when Timmy went away to war, it kind of fucked up their friendship. Mm-hmm. Cuz then I guess Manny, I don't know what Manny did like Manny went to drugs. like Manny started smoking pot and stuff to cope. And then he tries to leave. So he has that weird thing where he doesn't want to tell Manny he's leaving. Uh, uh, and it probably was like, or Manny him a thing at one point. Because at one point he comes in, he's like, "Why are you so?" Se-? He's like, "Why are you sexy?" When he comes in, when he has his shirt off. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> best line, best line yes. ever. <laughs> uh, but uh, I thought that was great. Um, so, but like, I don't know. I, I, there was something between them because at the end, they There's the picture of the three of them that like is like a constant theme in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then Manny ends up leaving the town, which is interesting uh at the end he gets out um yeah but I liked, Manny too. I, I liked his sister i thought his sister donna was a good character too i thought she was like because you know in this there's a lot yeah, of people right. kind of have secrets like everybody wants to kind of leave the town essentially i think manny's okay staying i think it's actually what it is manny's like i'm gonna stay and donna's like i want to get out of here uh because this place you know i, I want to go somewhere where people like appreciate my art and whatnot and then she dies so he leaves with her and kind of instead of her essentially um but I don't, I, again, I, I think like these characters aren't crazy, but that's again, I I prefer that to like characters who are I don't know like nobody felt like a stereotypical character. Like, nobody felt like like even the you know the semi villain of uh, David Coveney, like nobody felt like a archetype. You know, everyone felt like, a, 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 like just a random person, uh, which yeah, I think is why I liked it. Um, um,
0: yeah, I will give it that, and honestly, I think I would have preferred the archetype or the random person on that front. Well, the, the archetype. Um, cause I just, yes, there's don't fit it into a stereotype, make it an interesting character on its own. But I feel like they kind of forgot to make it an interesting character on their own. Like I'm not expecting a deep detailed backstory for every single one, but just give us something to work with.
1: And I see that. I see we that. Only,
0: yeah. We, we, we don't get that for the sister. We don't really get that for Norma. Norma's just there. The girlfriend's just there the entire time. Just be like, yeah, I want to go to the peace Corps too all right, cool, like, like give her something. Um,
1: I do like yeah, that Norma I, saves herself at the end of this movie. Like, Yeah. I, like, so, you know, they, they set up this thing where Norma gets kidnapped by uh, Timmy, and, like, he, he puts her in a grave, essentially, to die, uh, but also to lure, to try to get um, Judd and them Judd. to come, basically. Basically, just try to kill people who know about it, because basically that's what he's doing. He's, he's luring all the people who know about Pet Sematary uh, to kill them. Uh, mm-hmm. Which you know, it makes kind of sense. He's like, like you know, the, the the Wendigo's like, yeah, I'm, you guys aren't going to protect this shit. I'm going to make it so I can, you know, maybe get out, kind of to a degree. Um, but uh, he buries her, and you know, she's slowly being like drowned, essentially. So that, they, but also in the mackinac ground, grounds, so she would theoretically come back out alive as like another member eventually. Uh, but which again, weird, weird choice. I don't know why they did that. Uh, but I like that in the end, you expect like to end with Judd saving her, but nope, she just gets out by herself, and it's like, hey guys. <laughs> like i, I, I kind of love that that she's like yeah i just kicked my way out of the ground fuck you you guys were slow <laughs> like took way too much fucking time fighting this one guy cool, yeah. uh, i thought that was cool um i did like that yeah yeah so that's that slightly I, like it seemed pointless to a degree than why she was captured but like you know um she had yeah, to live because she's in this she's in the original but uh
0: so she has that flat armor yeah, yeah, like,
1: she, she's not a big character in the original. She, like, I figured she's come out maimed or something. Uh, but she is – she is. Uh, I feel like she might die in the original, and, like, Judd has, like, a talk with – and that might be when Judd's kind of, like, has a conversation about it. He's like, you know, I, I wish I could. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, but he's like, but I have a temptation to put her in there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, it, it's good that she's in there. Um, gotcha. Yeah. You know, I, I forgot oh, yeah. about that until kind of the end. Which, there's no way she's dying right, once I realized that. Um, mm-hmm. But then what did you think about the uh, – the villains in the movie, and like you know, and and the murders, I guess, kind of tie the kills and the and the villains, and by villains I mean uh, Timmy and Dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, they, they were there. Honestly, I I, I I guess I got a good sense of they're protecting the town I guess so to speak is their motivation but beyond that I really didn't feel much of anything towards them and again that's kind of how I feel like all these characters in the movie I just could not get a good sense of their motivations I couldn't get a good sense of any sort of character development for them Um, they were just there and mm-hmm. I, I think I like what I said earlier in terms of basically it was Yeah, I'm totally okay with the characters not prescribing to an archetype, but sometimes you need a little bit of an archetype just to set it up. Like, you you can't have an entire hour and a half long movie where every single character is given a deep and detailed backstory, but you need to have something to work with in order for the audience to connect with them in some level. Even if it's as simple as, oh, yeah, this character really likes cats. She's the sweetheart of the group or something like that. Like, okay, that tells us a little bit something about the character. And I just, I did not get a good sense on any of these characters for that front. Yeah. How about
1: you? Like, I, I agree. Like, I like again. I think that they, func- they function in like an interesting way. Like, I I like again. I like that he is that Timmy is that like PTSD person changed by war comes back to town and like yeah. and a lot of characters when he kills them like when um when he kills Donna she tries to talk to him like Hey, remember like I was this friend who did this like you know it's the idea where she knows that he's not the same person that he was but she tries to like recall back to the times they had before he left. Um, when he's killing her, she's like, You know, remember I used to cut off your bread like that. I used to cut off bread for you because like, that's what your mom would want it. And like, you know, like it was that kind of like appealing to the person he used to be. Um, and again, like, you know, people like seeing him and like trying to like, I, I forget what the, uh, male lady says. Uh, but she also is like, oh, you know, it's how are you doing? You know, if you're, you know, she tries like reconnecting that idea that like society kind of sees him as a different person, even, you know, obviously he is in this case, um, but I, I like I liked that element, and I liked, I liked that it um, – the element that, you know, because it's the devil or this Wendigo, it knows their secrets. So it's going around and kind of like, you know, the idea that in a small town, there's secrets, and he knows them all, and that kind of, like, fucks with people. Um, I, I liked that element playing out more. I liked him kind of talking about, like, with a, with a male lady, how he's like, oh, I remember your, you know, your, you know, your father hung himself? Like, yeah, do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do you want to try that too, kind of? You know, like, I liked that, uh, you know, that it, it contributed those elements as well. Um, you know, he was, he was at the end kind of violent, but before that he was very much like, just kind of like, uh, I don't know, like a vengeful spirit almost of the town. Uh, there, there were times where he kind of teleported, which was weird. I didn't love that. That was kind of like, what, how is he like teleporting? I don't understand mm. that. Um, but you know, I, I, I like that element. Again, I don't think this movie is amazing. I just, I'm just for a prequel to Pet Cemetery. I, I am impressed with what they did with it. Um, i think there any, I, I do love that the male he fucking kills the dog. Like, uh, I thought she was gone when she's she's there after the phone and you see the dog come to get her and she's like, What are you doing here, dog? And it barks and you hear her scream and like cuts you outside the house while she's getting attacked and they cut into the diner and they're like, Where's uh whatever her name is? And they're like, Oh, I don't know where she is and then they uh um she comes in with a like, fucking scratch all over her face, she's like, Ah, I killed that fucking dog and you're like, Oh shit. I thought you died. Uh, I thought that was great. I'm also very glad it's off screen too. Like, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, very, very rarely in horror movies, I'm just like, yeah, that was a good place to put some animal abuse in there. Most of the time, I'm just like, just do it off screen. Yeah, just like, do it off I, screen.
1: So, I'm okay if you killing a dog if it's like a possessed dog.
0: Oh yeah, you know like, what? I've, you know, that is true. I've killed enough dogs in Resident Evil games. So yeah, but possessed dog's fine.
1: fine. Like they, they're well,
0: not, they're not good boys at that point.
1: They I am glad that they, they cut away from him getting pulled into the uh, into the, into the ground because that that was sad. Yeah. But also, like yeah. that was really fast. Generally, the the way it goes is you go, you bury, you bury the person in the in the burial ground, and then you leave. And when you come mm-hmm. back, uh, um, the like it, the basically it, it reanimates and comes back by itself. Essentially, that yeah. you don't you don't usually wait around for it to come back. <laughs> You're not like he put it down, turned around, and immediately that that fucking uh, that guy came back. Mm-hmm. Um, that was weird to me. Uh, I don't know. Um, but then it's weird because he came out and killed the dog, and then I guess he re the dog, and the dog came back in, like, immediately. Like, oh. <laughs> Timmy, wait one second while I buried the dog you just killed so I can get, a, get our pup back here, uh, you dick. Um, but, yeah, that was, I don't know. Um, that was good. Um think of any other good deaths in the movie? Because we don't really see, like, I think this is, is this PG-13? Uh, let's see here. I think like it has to be.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything... Or is it not rated, because it's... Do
1: you... Do they rate things when they put them on? I mean,
0: uh, Sometimes they do, yeah. Usually they do. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing a rating.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Okay.
0: Because this uh this was a Paramount Plus exclusive, so...
1: Yeah, so maybe, maybe it doesn't need to be rated. But I could see this being PG-13, yeah. no, so that, rated that's R, why. rated
0: R. Really? It okay. is rated R, according to Rotten Tomatoes, yeah.
1: I wonder if there's an the uncut version then, because there wasn't much... There was no real blood in this movie. Like, like which I, I like in the sense that this movie isn't about that so i, I guess it's kind of nice this movie this movie isn't about like crazy deaths like people get kind of pulled under but when the fucking sheriff whatever his name is is looking underneath the different stalls like what a fucking idiot like mm-hmm. like what are you doing like wh- why why would you do that that's so dumb uh like why would you separate and do that That just doesn't make any sense um yep uh him and then when the, the other lady gets axed in the back and then uh uh we you know we we do see uh donna get stabbed but then she did like when she actually gets killed we don't really see that um mm-hmm. yeah i don't think the only thing we really see get killed i guess like outright is we see um the dad die i think that's the only there's one there's also
0: the little gross thing too where like they there's a lot of like peeling back skin on oh like yeah the fingertips and the arm and everything like that too so i'm assuming that's kind of on that front what it is that's true all right
1: that's true yeah um yeah, yeah, gory not wise, not much. Yeah, there's really not, not anything in here. Um, though uh, I guess you get super strength though when you I don't I'm pretty sure that wasn't in the original. Uh, but I guess you get you get super strength now when you are a uh, a zombie because you can just fucking shove a shotgun through somebody's chest, which uh, a <laughs> little little intense there, buddy. I don't know that was that that, that was like the thing where I'm like what this came out of nowhere. We, we had no idea that he could do that. at Any other point in this movie? <laughs> uh, we just had to kill the dad, I guess. I don't know. Um, that's how it goes. But. Gotcha, gotcha. All
0: right, so if you were going to go ahead, and let's go to our classic segment, if you were going to go ahead and do a sequel slash prequel to Pet Cemetery and kind of continue uh,
1: this little tradition, what would you do? So I feel like I would go back again, and I would have it be, I don't want to see the Ludlows meeting... Um, the McBack uh, Indians. I want to see the original incident of the McBack Indians where, like, you know, have that, like, Donner Party, like, have that thing happen where they, uh, you know, for whatever reason they can't get foods, so they have to dig up the corpses and eat them, and then have that, like, first Wendigoing happen. Because uh, I imagine the first time that probably happened, if it, if it did sour the ground, you know, if it wasn't that the Wendigo became possessed and, like, got their bodies uh, from that, uh, I imagine that, that, like, you know, after they ate the corpses, the corpse started coming up out of the ground or something like that. Though maybe maybe like again, it's not explicitly explained how this happens. This is kind of more alluded to in the book. But maybe it's that they the Wendigo like it could be that the Wendigo the, uh, somebody that had eaten the corpses turned into Wendigos or Wendigos, however you say it. And then after they killed it, they reburied it and they might have been a burial ground and that soured the ground. I could see that mm-hmm. thing as well. But I want to see that story, and that that would be cool um, because I think and, you know in, in the end when uh, or in this movie the flashback shows that one kind of tribal. Uh, that uh, Native American there, um, just kind of sitting there when uh, when the explorers come by. So maybe that could be like the, that could be where this movie ends. Is like him, like maybe he's the only one who survived at the end, or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Because like that, I don't. Know, I think that would be an interesting thing to see. That kind of see the souring of the ground, see how that got happened. Like I, I just that I think that would be like, a, a fun thing to not fun but it would be interesting and also it would be interesting to be it wouldn't be modern day so like you know they don't these guys don't have to be super powered you know obviously they just have to be people and like that idea especially you know if they kind of tie an element of spiritualism into it um which you know if if, if the eyes thing was related to that that would be interesting um I'm, I, I, I'm actually disappointed that in this movie because we did have a native american presence in the film which i think was a good choice because you know again the of is part of the thing and i'm sure that there is some probably cultural issues with that in terms of you know kind of uh blaming that that culture for this incident uh more or less but i was hoping that they would tie that more into the story and the history of the land because i am assuming that they're implying that manny and donna are maybe descendants of mcmack uh and uh, yeah i got that too but they don't really go deep into it and that that would have been something interesting like it would have made more sense to them to kind of know about it and maybe that's why manny is no longer kind of talking with um Judd is gonna be learns the secret himself and he's like I can't leave because I know about this. Judd's trying to leave so I'm pissed that Judd's leaving because he doesn't he's, you know, sheltered from knowing this but Manny can't mm-hmm. leave because he's, you know already aware and has to protect it. Because they, they don't really touch into that. It's which I think that's that a missed opportunity. Um, yeah. But I can also see them not doing that because maybe they didn't want to, uh, I don't know create ownership over that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but yeah, but that, that that's where I would go. I'd go. I would go with the initial creation of the uh, pet cemetery but how about yourself gotcha
0: yeah no i was thinking that too in terms of i i really would like some sort of like prey style reboots where basically they um <clears throat> go ahead and discuss like the original incident in terms of how that happened and how the natives and how the explorers dealt with that 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 was kind of my idea as well um i also think too It would be fun to kind of continue on in there and maybe like, I don't know, 20, 30 years down the line, when the current uh, group of uh, people leave um, or are died off, um, they go ahead and kind of have a split in the community. Like maybe some of them want to continue on the tradition in terms of keeping people away from the town um, you know, warning people about, hey, this is coming on in, whereas maybe they have some sort of like rich philanthropist or something like that come on in and say, Ooh, this town can revive the dead. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this into a business opportunity or <laughs> something like that. And then maybe it becomes like a little bit of a tourist attraction. And maybe it works for a little bit and like the people come on back and they're just like, oh my God, this is it. And then of course it all goes to shit on that front. But I just like to have the, the idea of the town divided amongst itself, um for new blood versus old blood. And maybe it could be something like everyone has left the town, so there's only like a few people left who can't defend it. Um, yeah. I, I, I just like the idea of the antagonist the movie not being the reanimated, but just humans pitted against each other based on what direction they want the town to take with this supernatural force. Um, mm-hmm. Can they control it? Can they not control it? Of course they can, but they don't know that, that sort of thing. Well, I, I, I think like... that would be...
1: you good. No, that was it. Oh. Well, I, was, I was gonna say so. Like in in the remake and in the uh, the original, uh, you know, we see the semi truck in this movie. Uh, a lot of it takes place like basically Judd's house. Part of what I thought was weird is they don't they don't have a family living across the street from Judd because that's that's where the family lives. In uh, you know, in, in the original, it's Judd's their neighbor across the street. Um, but it is just a very busy road. Essentially, is what it is. It's like a throughway. Essentially, Like a through road on between, basically between two highways, and that's mm-hmm. what, you know the trucks are flying down there and stuff. Um, and so we don't really see the town of Ludlow very much uh, in the in the film. So it almost implies that like maybe Judd might be one of the people who really remembers this very well. Like basically a lot of people kind of forgot about it. So you know with Judd dead at the at the end of the original, and uh, you know uh, the father possibly being dead at the end of, at the end of the original as well, it's kind of it's left up to, up to the inter- up to kind of interpretation of what's going on at the end of the first one. Um, you know it they could easily have it also be like you know it could be something where. Maybe Judd was the last kind of person, you know, keep an eye on it. You know, with uh, with uh, Manny being gone and stuff, I and mean, most most basically everybody else who knows about it dead at the end of this movie, and um, Judd, Judd and Norma being really the last two kind of people that we we're aware know what's going on. Um, you yeah. know, they, it needs to be something too of just like rediscovering it as well. Um, I feel like, you know, there, there could easily be, you yeah. know, like a to development, right? Like, if you want to, if they want to talk about development, in this small town. Uh, you know, they're like, oh man, all this wooded area and that swampy area over there, let's go develop that. Like, you know, because uh, the thing, it, part of this is that the pet cemetery isn't actually where this happens. The Mi'kmaq burial ground is not the pet cemetery. The pet cemetery is actually before the Mi'kmaq burial ground. So, like, there is a pet cemetery where you can bury your pets and nothing bad mm-hmm. happens. It's totally cool. In this movie, they, they actually even imply that the, the spirits of the animals, like, help contain the wendigo or contain mm-hmm. the, the force. Uh, but you have to basically go past the pet cemetery go go over this deadfall which is like you know all, all these trees and shit fall uh and then which they say is like really perilous but basically you kind of on your way there you more or less get like slightly possessed and are able to kind of make your way through it like it's something that shouldn't be able to be crossed easily but because of kind of like the magic of the the burial ground you kind of like i don't know make your way over it unharmed essentially mm-hmm. uh and that's how you get there so it'd be really interesting to see kind of like some development going on you know where like I don't know. They they de- they develop, like, housing around it. And maybe that kind of creates mm-hmm. it as well. You know? But they'd be kind of cool. Uh, okay, I right.
0: changed my mind entirely. Yeah. We are going to go with zombie reanimated animals versus mm-hmm. zombie reanimated humans. They both go on and They're like, there's a regular pet cemetery. Maybe that pet cemetery all of a sudden has the sourness of the lands like that but those ones hate the other zombies and they're like basically zombies going back and forth so it's animals versus humans but it's all zombies and the humans are in the middle of it uh okay that is my dumb idea for right now pets versus people pvp pets versus people there we go there
1: you go it is is funny that it's called the
0: zombie cats could be like the spies and the dogs could be like the front line and that sort of thing as well Dude, and there's, like, a third act twist where like, the cats and the dog to betray each other. And there's, like, a wolf or some shit like that or a moose. I don't know. What animals are up there in Maine you know better than I do. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: it, you know, what I find kind of funny is, like, you know, so, like, I, I feel like in this one they imply that, like, you know, the possession is, like, separate creatures kind of. Like, you know, like, the dog isn't Timmy. Timmy and the dog aren't the same person, right? Like, they're they're yeah. different possessions. But imagine, like, I just like they had this idea of, like, these demons, like, waiting, like, you know, in the soil like like waiting to get a body and this guy's like fuck i got a cat like <laughs> you know they they bury it and they're like doc yes got it and you're gonna like, come out and you're like i'm a fucking cat this guy got to be a person i'm a fucking cat damn i'm a house cat like fuck like i love that idea of just like the window goes like oh i'm gonna come out and then like it's like oh uh, i'm a cat all right uh this is this is not as murdery as i want to be but okay uh oh my god and maybe there's like one wendigo spirit that doesn't want to be a mean evil de- demon and just wants love and yeah. you know is <laughs> like i i don't want to be evil i don't want to do this i want to go to new york and become a star and it you know it goes it goes into the big city <laughs> i want to get in
0: Broadway. and, and then he and then he could take like um a boat to get there and the boat most of the movie set on the boat
1: Uh, and then oh my god and then oh my god and part of the sub you know in addition to jason you know cameoing part of the other subplot can be him you know as he's trying to make his way there his skin's falling apart so he's you know trying to like hide it and shit so nobody knows because you know he's like a decaying corpse and he's like oh man and you know oh man and then he gets there and he's like you know i don't know falls in love with a street performer who like street performs as a zombie and so he thinks he's like you know okay but then like you know eventually find out the real man and then at one point they get pregnant with a baby and they're like is the baby a zombie I don't really know and then you know maybe he carries around a jar with a think dirt with him to kind of keep him sane and cool and then you know I don't know yep. that's that's there we go That can be pet in the big city or pet cemetery <laughs> pet cemetery four that'll, that'll be the fourth one you know yeah. after
0: 100% staying in line with the rest of the series yeah and just like touching on the same things everything like that it's 100% good
1: Ooh. all right all right. all right,
0: well, any final thoughts on Pet Cemetery Bloodlines?
1: I think it's worth watching, especially if you have Paramount Plus or, uh, you know, or want to do a trial. Like, especially on Halloween. I, I think for all the movies you could be watching, like, you know, even if it isn't the most amazing, I think it's just so serviceable that I really enjoy it. Like, I I, I probably won't watch it again. going to say that. But I did not dislike watching it. And it's also less than 90 minutes. So even if you hate it, and you're like, this is forever, or right, not forever, if you're like, this is not very interesting, it is not very long. You you mm-hmm. will get through it very quickly. Um, so I, I I recommend it. I, and I don't think you need to know the other series very well to know it. I think it helps with some of the context. But I think it's good Oh, yeah, I was able to follow it pretty well. So Yeah. But how about you? All right, cool. Final thoughts? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, no, I would not recommend it. I personally was bored. But I will say that... You can watch the first 20 minutes and pretty much determine whether you're going to like the movie or not. It, it, it lays its cards out pretty front. so And it is a pretty short movie, too. So,
1: Is it better than uh, Exorcist Believer?
0: Uh, yes, 100%. Exorcist Believer is probably the worst one that we did this uh, season. I would say Saw's the best. Exorcist Believer is the worst. And then <sighs> I guess this one was more competently made than Children of the Corn. But I, I feel Children of the Corn was a little bit more memorable. How dare you? It did Creepy Kids better. I am definitely on that front. But uh,
1: Well, there's no yeah, Creepy Kids I, in this.
0: I guess you're right. <laughs> I, I, still, I
1: still have that one picture. It, it also I did still cor- have that
0: one picture that you sent me on the Discord of the original movie. Kind of it also did Corn Demons Monday. better. I'm not
1: going to lie. This, this, movie, this movie, This movie's Corn <laughs> Demons were not very good, I will say. I, I, was, I was really disappointed in this movie's Corn Demons. Uh, but actually, you know what else I was disappointed about in this movie? Uh the poster for this movie, I believe it is a picture of Manny with like a fucking sick looking mask. And we never yeah. see that in this movie. I get it, his sister makes those masks. It's like uh, a
0: cubone style mask.
1: Yeah. I am assuming that's Manny. It's that can't be Judd, right? That's 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 Manny. I, right? it's gotta be Manny, yeah. Like so it almost makes me wonder if maybe there's another element to this movie. Maybe there because, like looking at this picture of the of the poster, which for anybody who has not seen it, it's basically a picture of Manny with like a some kind of like, almost, it does look almost like a rat mask. I don't know. I will say it's a, it's a stylized keybone mask. Uh, yeah. Kind of over the cemetery with the spiral design, which they imply that the spiral design might actually help contain the evil to a degree, uh, mm-hmm. but, which is like a, there's like a spiral design of stones in the in the Macbeth burial ground. Um, and it, that almost makes me think that this is more of a story about like his connection and like this kind of, again, this uh, Native American connection to the pet cemetery. So I wonder if at some point that was more kind of what was going on with the film. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I, I get why Judd is the main character, but I almost would have made maybe more sense for him to be a side character. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't, I don't dis, I think that Judd is fine in this movie, but um, I think that maybe, yeah, maybe Manny should have been the lead uh, and taken it from that perspective. Because um, I think it, it could have been a very interesting, uh, this would be a great, like, this would be a very good film to talk about uh, kind of maybe cultural appropriation, but colonialism and how, like, you know, these people, you know, the, these settlers came in and disrespected the, you know, the Native American culture of, of the, the area, basically being like, hey, don't bury shit here because we told you it's a bad thing. You know, it's, it's a dirty thing. It's a bad land. The people, but then the idea that then these colonists came in and used it to be like, oh, we're going you know, to give it a try anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the implication is that they used it prior. Like, this, it wasn't like, it has not, it's been, you know, hundreds of years before somebody buried a body in there. People have been doing this forever, you know, going into temptation so that would be a very interesting kind of that could be a way to go through this to kind of explore this on like a cultural level um so yeah i don't know. i i'm i think maybe he could have been he should have been a bigger part of it but
0: yeah i agree okay. um they just need to replace the actor because i did not like that actor so manny you know like manny wow. no i just i don't think he did a very good job he wasn't very interesting he wasn't creepy enough i just yeah well, I, I don't well, feel like he was a very good actor you mean timmy no, Timmy, Timmy. Uh, wait, yeah. no, the, the the possessed guy who uh, got back from Vietnam, Timmy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. M- M- Manny is, was was the was the friend.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, Manny, Manny. was fine. Yeah,
1: we fucking, fucking loved Manny.
0: <laughs> Manny was good.
1: Manny, Manny was All amazing. Right, cool. All right.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Once again, this has been our final episode of Reboot Ween. If you haven't checked out our other movies on The Exorcist Believer, Saw 10, and uh, Children of the Corn, uh, definitely go ahead and check that out. Uh, we're currently deciding our next episode, but we are active on social media. So if you have any suggestions, go ahead and reach out to us. Uh, we're active on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And we have done other episodes as well, previous episodes like Blood for Dracula, Flesh for Frankenstein, um, from... Fan suggestions. So definitely let us know if there's anything you'd like to see. Thank you so much to our opening band. That is Teddy's Atlas with the saw and horror movie story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Other than that, thank you so much for listening for us uh, to us for Reboot Wing, and all of you, stay groovy. Bye. Hello again. Wow.